this was just announced. Post Malone is going to sing America the Beautiful at the Super Bowl. Reba McIntyre will be singing the national anthem. Uh, No offense to Reba McIntyre. She's a redhead, so she'll always have my support. But I think I would have been more excited if Post Malone was singing the national anthem. I don't know why. I don't know if he's... uh, is. Can he sing well? I don't know. I know he's going to be at at the uh, WM Phoenix Open, but Post Malone, America the Beautiful, Reba McIntyre singing the national anthem. Joining me now on the show, always singing a great Cardinals tune from ESPN. Covering the team, our friend Josh Weinfuss on the drive. Good morning, Josh. Would you like to sing the national anthem right now for us on the phone? No, no, but I would (laughs) like to hear Post Malone sing anything. I've been listening to him a lot lately, and He's just one of those guys that, like, there's, like, a few out there that just, he's so talented. When I say guys, people, just people. Like, I mean, sure. he is just so naturally gifted. And, I mean, the, the guy has a voice. And it's going to be, I'm sure it's going to be unbelievable. I would I would be really excited if you were singing the National Anthem. Who's, who's doing the halftime show this year? I forget. Was it someone? Oh, yeah, Usher. Usher, that's going to be. Well, Usher, that's kind of yeah. in our wheelhouse. I mean, there, Usher, there's an Usher song that plays in my brain on a loop because I heard it seven billion times at the bars when you were a young man in the late 90s, early 2000s. All you heard was Usher. Maybe he'll just come out and play that one song. That'd be cool, I guess. Yeah, I mean, like, it's going to be great for us. It's going to be like a show in L.A. Like, that was great for our generation with Snoop and, and, and Dr. Dre, but, like, my parents didn't like it, and kids probably aren't going to like this, but I don't really care because I'm there to watch it for myself. Yeah, I agree. I just think we're running out of people that can do the Super Bowl halftime show because there aren't any newer acts that, for example, if you were to put on one of the newer acts, I would immediately be out. I'm like, who's this? You know, what, YouTube star? I don't care. I'm not watching that. And they still got to have to play to the older audience, right? I mean, they got to, we're getting old now, Josh. They're playing to us. We're the, we're the old fogies, so to speak. We're that generation that has, you know, the quote-unquote money that they are targeting, and they have to appease us, and I'm okay with that. You know, I was looking at the uh, the divisional round, and you can look at the quarterbacks, and you've got Brock Purdy, you've got Baker Mayfield, obviously Jordan Love making his debut there, and there's a lot of interesting quarterback storylines. To me, Josh, it kind of completely validates, not like they needed it, but it completely validates the Cardinals' decision to stick with Kyler Murray because I think Kyler Murray is absolutely good enough to be a quarterback that gets you to the postseason and consistently competes for it. Do, do you think this quarterback narrative in the NFL is is a good thing for the Cardinals and Kyler Murray's future? Yes. Um, and I think he's probably better than some of these guys, and he just needs to have the pieces around him. Like I think that you give Kyler the right receivers, you give him a little bit better offensive line, and we could be watching him do this next year and this weekend, right? Like, I, re- I really, truly believe that he's capable of leading a team, you know, into the playoffs. Um, and, you know, and the Cardinals all along, I was told from basically training camp that they that they wanted to stick with him because the idea of, of trying to discover what's behind door number two was just not scary, but it was such an unknown that it's like they have a known commodity in Kyler Murray. Why would you, why would you skew from that? Why would you go anywhere else when you could try to find, or when you already have something that's proven? So, yeah, I mean, yes, yes this narrative that, that all these quarterbacks are are are, are, are capable. I mean, it, it fits the Cardinals absolutely perfectly right now. Josh Weinfuss joining us here in the Drive Fox Sports nine ten on your free iHeart Radio app as well. I. 
I was making the argument earlier this week. I agree with everything you just said. I agree with the Cardinals' decision-making. I'm optimistic about Kyler Murray. Clearly, there's still questions about Kyler. Durability is probably at the very top of that list. I do think, though, Josh, next year is still kind of a prove-it year, meaning I don't think Kyler can can afford to go out and lead a team to a 7-10 and record and throw some bad interceptions late in games and then just be the guy, you know, indefinitely going forward. I, I do think next year is important for Kyler Murray's future at the position. Is is that too early to start that narrative? <laughs> yeah. I mean, to me it is. To me it is, right? Like, I mean, to you it might not be, but I think to me it, it definitely is. I think that, you know, a 7-10 and 10 record, throwing some, some, some ill-advised picks, short, might not be ideal. But, like, I don't know, to me it's all about context. Like, did they put the right players around him? Because if Steve Kimes the GM and he goes seven and ten to throw some picks, people are gonna gonna hate on Kyler. But like, he probably doesn't have the roster he needs to to get to ten and seven. Yeah. But with Monty Austin for it, I think he probably does. So you know, what I mean, like, like I, it's too early. You got, I got. I have to see what they do in free agency. I have to see what they do in the draft. You know, like it's still it's, to me, it's just way too early to start any of that. But. Um, I do know that you know with with what quarterbacks, other quarterbacks are doing around the league. It's natural people want to see what Kyler can do, and they want to see. You know, it's always about about next year. It's always about what's next, and I understand that, um, and I respect that. But to me, it's too early. Yeah, I, I guess I look at it from a context of it feels like quarterbacks increasingly have shorter expiration dates in a general sense than they did before. When you watch people grouse about Jalen Hurts and did they overpay him and Tua, who led him to the playoffs, but couldn't win in sub-freezing temperatures in Kansas City. Maybe I'm not saying quarterbacks are disposable, but I do think we. it also doesn't make sense anymore to have the, hey, this guy's going to be our quarterback for the next eight years. Like there's, There is a shorter shelf life to quarterbacks now than there ever has been before, don't you think? Jody, we could do a whole hour on this. And it's one of my biggest issues with the NFL right now. Like the way that they dispose of quarterbacks so quickly because they don't win after seven games of their rookie year is absurd, right? They ruin these kids. You know, I had, I had heard rumblings that the Bears after I think Justin Fields first seven games were like, should we move on from him? Like, <laughs> like, 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 especially if you're, if you're drafting a 21, 22 year old, which is what most of these kids are. Like, you gotta let them grow. You know, the NFL game is so different than the college game. And these teams now are in this win now mode. There's no rebuilding. Like, imagine if Peyton Manning had come of age in this era. That rookie year, he set an NFL record for, for, for interceptions. Like, like, people would have been like, oh, no, 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 no. He's benched by week nine. Like, it, it, like, and we probably would have missed out on one of the best careers in NFL history. Like, you know, we've seen the Cardinals do it. We've seen the Jets do it with Sam Darnold. I mean, the Cardinals did it with Rosen. Like, like I, I still believe that if he was given the right situation, he could have been a decent NFL quarterback. Yeah, you know, like like they they threw him out there in week four. He did not want to play that year. He wanted to sit and learn. He told me that he wanted to sit and learn behind Sam Darnold. And you know, by end of week four, he was playing. Week five, he was starting. Maybe it was week three, he was playing. Week four, he was starting, and that was it. Like that team was so bad that they moved. Obviously, they moved on from him, and he never caught on anywhere. And I think that another issue is that when a player struggles one place. 
other teams get kind of scared to sign him as their starter because of the perception. It's all about what the fans think instead of, like, from a football perspective, are these guys good? And I think everyone's looking for their quarterback because they know this is such a quarterback-driven league that they're willing to take a risk high in the draft on on kind of guys who should not go that high. And then it just it's a recipe for disaster. I think we'll see it again in this year's draft. Well, you know who kind of fits that sort of that bill perfectly that what you're talking about is Jared Goff, right? I mean, he's been basically been given up on two or three different times mm-hmm. by different organizations and fan bases. And yet here he is he's been to a Super Bowl. He's he's leading the lines and just helped snap that, you know, tremendously long drought of, of playoff success at home and Yet, I think most NFL team fan bases that have a quarterback need to be like, oh, Jared Goff, nah, I, I think I'll pass. It's it's kind of wild. Mm-hmm. It is wild. It's unbelievable. I mean, everyone's like, oh, he's a system quarterback. You know, the Rams like, we'll trade him for, for Matthew Stafford. And, I mean, who's in the playoffs now, right? Like, who's still standing? It's just kind of like, like you are what, what your record says you are, you know? And it doesn't matter what people think. If, if you keep winning, that's. That defines a quarterback. Right? I don't care what anyone says. To me, wins define a quarterback. If you can keep your team alive and keep them playing deep into the playoffs, that shows how good you are. Obviously, you know there are pieces. There are, you need to have the pieces around you. Like look at Kyler. You need to have the right players around you. But in a situation like Goff, like 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 the proof is in the pudding. He's still playing in the playoffs, and Matthew Stafford is. So you don't want to join me then to just re-up the 12 straight months of Kyler Murray speculation that we just seemingly went through without without anything really happening other than what should have happened. You don't want to just immediately start. But if he doesn't play next year, then who's in the 2025 NFL draft? That's that's the game I'm willing to play. Oh, Jody, let's get through the 2024 <laughs> NFL draft. Please. All right. All right. Deal. Deal. Josh Weinfuss covering the Cardinals ESPN. Great stuff, man. Always appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah, thanks for having me. You got it coming up next. There is a ranking of the Arizona Cardinals rookie class that I, I got to share with you because I, I don't understand it at all. It's next on the drive. Let me tell you about DraftKings. Come on. We got football this weekend. The best weekend of football of the calendar year is the divisional round. You got a doubleheader on Saturday and Sunday. You got teams that have proven their worth in the NFL playoffs. They're here to take over our lives for two straight days, turn our children and, and, and spouses and brothers and sisters and friends into basically orphans. You've got the Ravens favored by nine and a half at home, the 49ers favored by nine and a half at home, the Lions six and a half at home, and the Bills favored by two and a half at home over the Chiefs. Now, last week in the wildcard run, we had a slew of upsets. Will it continue? Will it be chalk? Why don't you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app? As a new customer, you can get... $5 and bet it on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. That's happening right now. Plus, for everyone, not just new customers, but for everyone that's got the DraftKings Sportsbook app, you've got no sweat, same game parlays every game day during the playoffs. So you get to enjoy this weekend a chance to bet a same game parlay without worrying about, uh, you know, if you lose, there's just no recourse. You'll get a a, a bet back on a no-sweat same-game parlay if you lose. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code 910. New customers can bet just 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code 910. 
The crown is yours. 21 plus Arizona only. Gambling problem. 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Opt-in required. One no-sweat token issued per eligible day after opt-in. No-sweat bonus bet issued based on amount of losing qualifying bet. Eligibility max reward limits and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms.